from NATO Allied Command Transformation in Norfolk, Virginia. This is the Innovation Podcast, a discussion forum on the practice, strategy, and value of innovation as a critical tool for strengthening the NATO alliance. Welcome to part one of a two-part discussion about AI Felix, NATO's first artificial intelligence machine learning tool. AI Felix was the 2018 winner of Allied Command Transformation's annual staff idea contest, Shooting Star, and was developed with venture funding provided for winners of that competition. As a concept, AI Felix was initially conceived to sort and synthesize the massive volumes of data that executive assistants within the command are tasked with organizing every day. But as a modular tool, the technology has the potential to play a much more significant role in decision-making across the Alliance. Today, I'll be speaking with several of the principal architects behind the creation and implementation of AI Felix within ACT, Canadian Royal Air Force Colonel Sean Lewis, Lieutenant Colonel Dirk Mathis of the German Bundeswehr, and Simon Purton, the Deputy Branch Head for ACT's Analysis of Alternatives Branch. Gentlemen, before we jump in, why don't we circle the table here and and I'll have each of you introduce yourselves and your role here at ACT. Sean, why don't you start? Uh, hey, so I'm uh, Colonel Sean Lewis. I'm the branch head for the tasking and knowledge management uh, organization here in Allied Command Transformation. Been here actually three and a half years. I'm a uh, Royal Canadian Air Force uh, Colonel uh, and uh, the co-sponsor of AI Felix. Um, my name is Simon Purton. Um, I am the Deputy Branch Head for the Analysis of Alternative Branch in Allied Command Transformation. I've been here for 15 years. Um, I'm a career mathematician, uh, and the branch is filled with scientists and career mathematicians. Yeah, I'm um, Doug Mattis. I'm uh, an IQM officer, Information Knowledge Management officer. I'm uh, working for Colonel John Lewis um, directly. Um, my background is public affairs uh, within NATO. I'm already with NATO for more than 12 years. So here I do communications um, for um, the AI Felix program. So let's just begin with the obvious question about the name of this program, AI Felix. AI, of course, stands for artificial intelligence. But who's Felix? Yeah, that's a, a great question. So <laughs> when I got here back in uh, 2018, um, you know, there was a sailor that I used to see every single morning in one of our cubes. And uh, his job was to review 100 incoming documents or so uh, and decide, um, after reading uh, sometimes expansive documents, decide where those documents should be distributed to amongst the 40 to 50 different uh, offices uh, in the headquarters. And if there was any work that was affixed to that piece of documentation. And this is what he did all day, uh, every single day, and it's what we had been doing in this command for well over 20 years. And uh, it occurred to me that there had to be a better way. So that guy's name was Felix. Mm -hmm. and, and Simon, how did you determine that AI could be used to address this specific operational challenge? Um, so we were looking for practical applications for artificial intelligence in the Alliance, things that we could do. We were looking uh, also to lighten the load of the warfighter, yeah, things that could help operators do their job better. Um, and many of these things were very large, yeah, um, open source intelligence, uh, you know, understanding of very complex operational pictures. Uh, and I was more fixated on if we were going to genuinely do something experimental, what you want to do is focus 
the effort and control the where you're applying it, right? So we were looking for something smaller and specific with that was we could manage, um, and um, uh, that's when I met Sean. Uh, that's essentially where that started. Um, we had brought together uh, some some clever folks from industry. We brought together some people who had problems, and we were looking for something small where when we were successful, we could point at the success, right? It would never be uh, a very fluffy success. We could say that that's what the value added of this thing was. When I heard about what Felix's job was, I was like that. Every day for him is Groundhog Day. Every day he wakes up and there is one or 200 documents, yeah? If, if we had a holiday the day before, then he wakes up and has double the work, right? It's really important what he does, right? It's really important to understand what has come into the headquarters and getting it to the right people. But it was just monotonous mm. and never ending, right? But if you don't do it, then you don't know what the headquarters is being tasked to do, mm. what the new update on something is. So it's like, this is ideal. It's very important, but it's very mechanical in a way. It's very uh, repetitive. All things computers love, right? Mm. Repetition, all those things. And that's why it was a really good opportunity yeah. for us. Yeah. Well, Sean, maybe you could describe you know, exactly what it is and some of its specific features. So in sum, uh, AI Felix is NATO's first AI machine learning suite of tools operating on our classified system. So that is a, that was a big deal um, because there was trepidation uh, over the, using AI on a classified operational system for fear of the unknown. What would it do to the systems? Would it crash them? Would it cause all kinds of uh, interruptions on the systems and portals? So that's what it is. Uh, it's a suite of three tools, uh, the first of which is the command read board, which uh, ingests information and makes predictions on where it should be distributed in the headquarters. It also then predicts whether or not there is work to be done, output to be produced from this incoming document. And if so, if the human agrees, uh, automatically the tool will raise what we call a tasker in the system. Then we had the idea of creating the second web app, which is called Tasking Portfolio Management. And that tool does predictive analysis on the life cycle of that tasker uh, from whence it started to the actual output and all the risks uh, associated with that at the key delivery dates. So it just does risks analysis. It gives hints to the action officers. Um, it alerts the right people if there is roadblocks or obstacles. And finally, uh, the third app is something called Knowledge Wingman. And uh, what that it attempts to do is create a virtual staff assistant for every action officer on the high side. So it links previously disparate data sources that you would have to go as an action officer individually and discreetly across the headquarters. What the machine then does is um, collect the requisite data from those uh, data sources, synchronizes it, and tries to make sense of it such that the action officer is not you know, messing around using a bunch of uh, time to find this information on it uh, by himself. But more, more importantly, it also summarizes documents. It also uh, pushes uh, actions uh, or sort of pushes subjects of, of interest to that action officer uh, akin to a Google News feed as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the, the functional interfaces. Um, but if we were to look under the hood a little bit, um, can you describe how it delivers those three features you've described? Simon? So the, the first part yeah. uh, really addresses the, the signal to noise ratio, right? There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of documents. Uh, there's a lot of information. We're trying to find the, the most relevant ones 
to the conversation discussion decision we're making at the time that the tool is exceptionally good at that like it's very good at identifying for a user what they need to know about something um, the second thing that it that it does is it now has created and this speaks to, to the quality aspect a common set of words a computer doesn't really use words but it doesn't matter to describe documents so that we can place them all relative to each other okay so we talk, we call this our knowledge universe but this is the idea of uh, it basically has um and in 760 dimensions it places documents people job descriptions memos people have written relative to each other so you should think of uh simon's solar system right simon sits on a planet and he has some moons orbiting around them. these are the things that simon's really interested about ai felix helps me understand what the other planetary bodies are in my solar system whether anyone's visiting from another galaxy if i want to look at another galaxy i can go over there and it'll show me all the things so that doesn't matter if i'm interested in uh quantum computing uh what russia is up to or how hr works right i can go to those galaxies or solar systems and i can see the people the documents the doctrine the new updates in that galaxy it just place them together and it helps me understand not what is similar but what is relevant right there's a relevancy aspect to it which is really important when when there is so much information right it's not that they are similar it's that the, there's a relevancy aspect so we have sometimes documents which are really important talking about high class um, um, projects or maybe nuclear um, um, content so we have somebody who has to read everything from the beginning till the end and that's sometimes 100 pages long and how do you want to make sure that you get 100 percent um, squeeze all of that document af felix can do that he reads from the beginning till the end without caring about it's a 50 pages or 100 pages but here um somebody had to make the decision at some point to move on because there was another 150 uh, documents waiting for that uh, so it is the proof of the quality of that we what we squeeze out of these these documents has improved without any doubt and the other thing is af felix doesn't care if it's at night time in the morning or wherever it reads everything from the beginning till the end and doesn't care if there are another 200 uh, documents are waiting. Yeah, and and in a practical sense, what's the value of that to the command structure? Yeah, so uh, what this significantly did was change the way we do business within the headquarters. So now instead of uh, having a person who is in the loop doing tedious and banal things, we were able to take uh, Felix, the human, and, and you know optimize his skill set and knowledge to do human things. And we took all that sort of repetitive stuff that Steinman spoke of and made that the responsibility of the machine. So uh, we would arrive in the morning and, and uh, essentially the, the mail distribution would be done and it was uh, AI Felix was uh, anxiously awaiting the human to validate its um, predictions uh, and its distribution. And all we had to do was validate that the machine was, was, uh, was distributing to the right uh, people, the right subjects. And what's interesting is uh, the human still plays a role being um, on the loop but not in the loop by training the algorithms, uh, you know, almost as if you had a child uh, from a basic understanding of the organization to something a lot more profound over time. So you, the human is still required staff 
to constantly correct the algorithm so that the distribution is being done correctly. So I don't think uh, we're um, unique in having to manage more information. I think this is uh, something uh, every headquarters of every nation uh, struggles with. There's more and more information coming out. Um, so why put the burden on the human in the 21st century? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Why not transfer that responsibility to a machine uh, to optimize the workforce that certainly the Alliance gives us uh, and use that sailor uh, to much more advantage than doing this tedious thing that he was doing. I think it's also interesting to note, uh, Colonel Sean's mentioned it, so there's one Felix here. Um, we think across the, the NATO-wide enterprise there are probably 40 people that are doing that. Um, the tasking portfolio uh, manager functionality is a function for all of the executive assistants in the command, right? As they want to understand what the bosses are on the hook to deliver, uh, they get real-time information, uh, configurable feeds, essentially a dashboard of, of where they are, and some predictive analytics about like whether we're going to deliver this task on time, right? Which allows us to get ahead of problems. Um, it used to be the case that Sean's unit would find two weeks out that six months of work hadn't been done, right? Well, we're, the, the, the tool now predicts that. Knowledge Wingman makes us all more efficient within headquarters. Now, every we believe every command and every organizational component in NATO has the command reboot problem. It has lots of information coming in. It needs to distribute it and disseminate. So in that regard, the tool could be used by anyone. Um, so it's a good fit in, in that. And every staff officer, civilian, military, uh, uh, national representative, or, or full-time employee of NATO probably has more things to deal with than they have time. So they have their signal-to-noise ratio problem. So that the idea, the knowledge wingman uh, component, could be given to anyone uh, in the the bureaucratic part of NATO, right? The big organizational structure, and there's nothing stopping us deploying it to uh, to units. Um, as Sean said, we are not replacing people. We are putting them higher up the food chain in the decision-making process. Right? Person is not reviewing documents anymore. The person is reviewing decisions made and deciding that making sure those decisions are the right ones, right? So we're just moving up that that that, that decision total. If you think of it as a as a as a, as a sort of ladder in that regard. Mm -hmm. And well, actually, can you share a, a practical, real-world example of how the command has used AI Felix to do just what you're describing? We had a request come in um, a couple of weeks ago from our chief of staff who asked, "What have I been asked to do about something this year?" I won't go into the specifics of what it was. We would have had to have done that manually two years ago. We did it in seconds and said, here are all of the things that came into this headquarters relevant to that topic. Here's what we did about them. Here's who was working on it, right? It's, it's, it's instantaneous in that regard, right? Making sense of it, like why did that person do it? Yeah, there's still that higher human dimensional thing that was required, but scraping together all of the information, presenting it to someone who can then decide what it all means, that's done. That's, that's a, it's a click of a button. It's that kind of... Act we had that knowledge. It just took ages to do it. Uh, uh, Colonel Sean's people would, would would download a database into a spreadsheet and sort and filter the spreadsheet. The second you did that, you weren't now using live data, right? So it was out of date the second you did it. You polish it for a few days, create a few graphs, present it to the, the leadership, but something had changed. And then you have to go back and change it all again. We do that all instantaneously now. It's very easy. And we've, uh, there we're only borrowing the concepts that you see on dashboards in on the unclassified world, right? Inspired by some of that, because we've done that, that makes it very 
transferable, deployable, because it doesn't require a lot of infrastructure to support it. It doesn't even require a lot of software skills to report it. It all works through a web browser, right? It doesn't require you to call up anything other than just to log into a web browser and, you, and everyone, pretty much everyone knows how to do that. In our next episode, I'll continue this conversation with Colonel Lewis, Lieutenant Colonel Mathis, and Simon Purton. In part two, we'll discuss the potential of AI Felix, how it can be adapted for additional uses, and how the information provided by AI tools can help the Alliance meet and avert crises altogether. <laughs>